his glory. All for the King of Kings glory. It's all for his to become re with reckless praise and reckless love today. Just with your heart right here, just feel it. You're breathing. You're alive. That's what the Lord has given you today, that daily bread, that breath of life today. And we want to give it to him today because he's, he's kept us. Has he kept you? Because he's kept me. Oh, Lord, we love you so much, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 Lord. We just thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome out to Heritage today. Can we give our guests a hand clap of praise, please? We're glad to see you today. Thank you, guys. You guys will. You guys can cross aisleways and be friendly. your seats. I can get a couple ushers up here. We have a multitude that are out. I know we have probably, I think, what, 15, maybe more down in Mississippi. Um, 23? Well, okay. We got 23 from our home church down in Mississippi enjoying themselves a conference. And that is awesome. Is it not good? It's awesome. I've actually uh, tuned into a couple of the live streams. It's really good stuff down there, really good teaching. Um, <clears throat> so when we pray, will you guys please pray for safe travels and a hand protection from the Lord? Um, my, uh, my whole life is down there, by the way. So... Next Sunday, the 14th, at 4 p.m., all volunteers and um, staff, we would like you to be here for, uh, we are going to start getting <clears throat> people in different positions and who wants to sign up for different things. We want to start something new. We want to be different. We want to change. We want you to bring what you have. Uh, the 20th, this month is Latoya's Baby Shower. And then that following Sunday, the baby dedication for Sister Latoya and, and others. And others, and others, yes. Uh, that Sunday, the 21st. Take a deep breath. As we pray, I'm going to also be praying over the offering also. So when, when we're done praying, just bring on the offering. Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much. We just thank you for what we feel today. We thank you for what we are around, Lord God. We thank you for what you have already done today. We're just counting on you today, Lord God. We love you. We cherish you so very much, Lord God. The ones that are traveling, Lord God, we just ask a hedge of protection that you touch their hearts and their minds, Lord God, and you touch all the cars around them, Lord, that each one of us today, that we can feel your love and your goodness today, Lord God. I just ask that you give us all boldness and let things and let the word come forth today, Lord God. And with this offering, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you do your will with it, Lord God. That you bless the give the giver today, that you bless everything around it, Lord God. We thank you for this wonderful time to give back to your kingdom, Lord God. And we trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. March on your march your offering on up. Praise and worship with our worship team.
praise the Lord. How many believe the Lord is great and greatly to be praised? Come on, let's praise Him today. Has He been good to you? Come on, has He really been good to you? Can you say that openly today? Amen. The Lord's been great to me. I appreciate Him. I appreciate the Lord. In fact, I don't know where I'd be without Him. Amen. We have to put our faith and trust in Him sometimes and not in ourselves. Thank you. You can be seated. Appreciate you today. Amen. I haven't forgot about the Mall and Paul contest. It's come. We're going to really probably implement that in September. Uh, looking to do that. It's kind of what we normally do anyway. Um, but uh, I, uh, you know, I like to get up here and say I've got good news and bad news. But uh, actually, I've got good news and good news. Which you want to hear first? You know, our chairs have come in, and we've got them back there in place. We were contemplating about the pews, what to do. And we put out here on the marketplace, and uh, I got a couple calls from, actually about three calls from Kentucky. The devastation there in Kentucky with the flooding has wiped out several churches, actually, I didn't realize how many of them had just actually been uh, wiped out. I mean, just completely devastated. And uh, so uh, a guy called me from there and said, hey, uh, there's a couple churches. Uh, does it have to be in your faith? Do you, are you, you know, what do you want for them? And I said, if somebody come and get them, they can have them. I said, especially if, if there's a need, especially if there's a need. And uh, a guy called me yesterday and uh, was just, or Friday, was just in tears, uh, and he said uh, his their church was just completely uh, flooded, wiped out, and he seen the picture of the pews. He said, those pews are better than what we had, and uh, was just tearful and was thankful and said, uh, I'm putting together a crew. He said, as soon as I see a couple days in a row here where we can get up there and uh, get those, uh, we would like to have them. So I took it off Marketplace right away. I said, brother, if you want them, uh, you're welcome to them. So, so I, we're going to be a blessing, and I, I'm thankful for that. I'm so thankful for that and appreciate appreciate that. Keep those uh, that are traveling today, amen, from Mississippi. Keep them in your prayers. Amen. Some great things is happening. Amen. Baptized a young man yesterday, 51 years old. Come up here and baptize them in the precious name of Jesus. And Amen. So thankful, so thankful. Amen. So thankful, so thankful. Grab your Bibles. We're going to go to Acts chapter 2. I don't feel like I'm going to be very lengthy, so be ready, musicians. To I just feel like today, you know, I. you ever argue with the Lord, even though you know you're not going to win? You ever just kind of converse and say, Lord? And so, here a while back, the Lord had kind of spoke to me about preaching and just just salvation, just, you know, what we need and kind of shift gears from, listen, we're all needy. We're all needing things. We're all going through things. We're all having health issues and all these things. And it's always going to be there. But uh, the Lord's soon to come. And uh, we need to make sure that we preach, amen, the, the salvation message. So I, I told the Lord, I said, you know, Lord, I said, I think I'm just going to start, you, know, you ever just tell the Lord, I think I'm just going to start preaching salvation every service. The scripture says that's what we should do. We should be preaching it. So, but anyway, I, I was thinking about something else, and, and the Lord reminded me yesterday the, about this message here. So uh, I want to endeavor to deliver that today. Acts chapter 2, very familiar, uh, just a little bit, maybe just a little bit different than uh, what we might normally look at in the beginning. Acts chapter 2, we're going to pick up at verse number 13. Acts chapter 2, and this is actually the preaching of Pentecost, and uh, how many, how many know, how many is thankful today for the Holy Ghost that you have? Amen, and I believe today there's some folks here that need the Holy Ghost. Verse number 13, I'm going to start with Acts chapter 2. Others mocking said, these men are drunk. These men are full of new wine. But Peter, 
standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. He was bold. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing but it's just the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and, and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. Verse 21, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Going back to verse number 17 where he says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I just want to title this message today, It's Here and I Want It. Come on, it's here and I want it. Let's lift our hands all over this place. Let's be thankful for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus, for your spirit. Thank you, Lord God, for these latter days, God, the outpouring of your spirit. Lord, thank you, Lord God. It's here, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. I want it, Lord. I want to use it for your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thank you. You can be seated. Of course, the Apostle Peter, as I believe, we all know, I believe everybody pretty much believes this, that he became uh, the recognized sp spokesperson for the disciples. In fact, in Matthew 16, verses 17 through 19, it lets us know that Jesus gave him that authority. When he, when he asked the Apostle Peter, when he asked Peter, he said, Whom do people say I am? And he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, Upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And then he goes and proceeds to give Peter, Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And so he, that lets us know, and I believe the others that were there, knew that Peter became the spokesperson that day. Amen. Jesus gave him that authority. He said, I will build. He gave Peter the keys. This was done after in response to Peter's confession of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. We've got to confess. We've got to, we've got to speak out. We've got to say it. Amen. Jesus Christ is my Savior. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. We've got to acknowledge and believe that He came for us. He died for us. He took away our sins. How? By when we repent and we're baptized, amen, it washes away our sins in His name. In His name, there's power. Power to deliver. Look at me. And even no matter what you may be going through, power to overcome. Because if our confidence is in Christ, we've got to know that He came for a purpose, amen, and He's coming back for a purpose. Amen, amen. So the preaching of Pentecost was the keys, the unlocking, the opening of the door. And when you look at the Scripture, especially in the book of Acts, you'll find in Acts chapter 8, it opened the door to the Samaritans. Also, it was a message of promise to those Gentiles in Acts chapter 10. So we see that Peter, amen, was very influential in what he was saying about Christ. And it's important that you and I understand we had to confess Christ. We had to believe that Jesus died for me. Well, we had to make it personal. At some point, we had to step out in faith and believe Jesus died for me for a purpose. 
So for those that's here today, you've never been baptized in Jesus' name. You've never been filled with the Holy Ghost. Let me challenge you. Amen. Get a desire. Tell the Lord, it's here, and I want it. This is an opportunity I have. Amen. I hear the message. They heard the message from the Apostle Peter, and they moved. They acted upon it. Listen. We've got to believe in what we're doing. That's, that's the key. That's the first step. We've got to believe in what we're doing. We've got to understand that, you know, when Peter quoted from Joel chapter 2, matter of fact, put that up there, verse 28. When Peter quoted from Joel chapter 2, he said, this is that that was prophesied by the prophet Joel, simply letting them know identifying the events of Pentecost as a fulfillment. They were there on the day of Pentecost, and it was a fulfillment of Joel's prophecy. It'll come to pass. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Somebody say, that's everybody. Come on, that's me. That's you. That's everybody. He wants to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. He said, our sons and our daughters. He said, it's generational. It's keep going. They're going to prophesy. Old men will begin to dream dreams. Young men will see visions. There's things that will take place in our life. I don't know about you, but I remember for myself, I was just going through life. It seemed like your know, life was just happening. But one day the Lord began to deal with me and begin to speak to me and begin to draw me and begin to talk me. How? Because I heard a message. I heard somebody preaching that affected me and made me think, Lord, I need this. Sometimes we don't, you know, sometimes what we want and what we need are abstract. I want a new car. I don't need a new payment. I want a nicer home. But I don't want to have to go into deeper debt. I want to have friends. But I don't want to mingle. I want to socialize. But Sister Dora don't want nobody in our house. I put that on her. Oh, we, what we want and what we need are so abstract, are so different. But look what he said. He says, I'm just, he said, Peter stood up and he said, I want you to know something. These people are not drunk. Look at your neighbor. Well, there's something going on there. Under the influence of something. Come on, I don't know about you, but I was just thinking, I'm glad I'm under the influence of the Lord. Come on, I don't need something toxic. Come on, I don't need something to give me a buzz. I don't need something in my back pocket to make me feel like I'm doing all right in life. Amen. I am. I don't know about you, but I'm glad. Amen. The Holy Ghost fell on me. I'm glad I received the power of the Spirit of God in my life. It's here. And you've got to want it. I don't know about the rest of you, but for me, it's something I just have grown into more and more. The more we, more I think I know, the more I have felt, the more I've experienced, the more I realize there's more, even more. That's why he said greater. He, he told it, greater things shall you do. What, what they've seen and what they, I don't know about you, we read about these stories, we read about it, and, 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 and it's exciting and it's great, but guess what? Jesus said that it's, there's greater things to happen. While the world's looking around and trying to figure out how to fix things, amen, we ought to be excited and we ought to be glad that the Spirit of the Lord is still being poured out because it's letting us know these are the last days. We are living in a time, amen, when the Lord is soon to come and we've got to get ready. It's here today. I want it. I want to be a part of it. on. Don't let the things going on in your life affect how you worship your Lord. Don't let the things going on in your life affect how we view Jesus. Amen. Be excited. Be happy that the Spirit of God is dwelling in you.
And if you don't have it, it's here. If you want it. Put up verse 14 there of Acts 2. He said, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. It's not arrogant. It's not arrogant. People view ministry today as being arrogant, authoritative. He's being honest and sincere. That's why he says, listen, this is that. That, that right there was an indictment. Because he's telling, this is that that was prophesied by the prophet Joel. In other words, you should know, you should know who the Messiah is. Come on, we're his people. Come on, you feel with the Holy Ghost? We ought to know the joy of the Lord. We ought to know that God's here, amen, for our good. He wants to do greater things in our life, not just the mundane, not just the average. Come on, you want a miracle in your life? Start expecting it. Start believing it because believing is the first step in everything. Well, the Lord ain't going to do nothing for me. Keep saying that. Keep saying it. How's it working so far? Because that's what we do. That's why sometimes we have to hear from someone, be it known unto you, and hearken to the words. He said this in verse 16. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is it. This is it. We're here at Pentecost now. The Spirit's being poured out. Uh, he said, I'm going to pour out my Spirit. He says, it's now happening. These are not drunk. They're not in their flesh. It's a spiritual thing. Come on, we've got to recognize what is spirit and what is flesh. There's many today operating in their flesh and not in the spirit. But if we want to see the miraculous, we've got to get out of our flesh and start looking for the power of the Holy Ghost like it fell on Pentecost. Why? Because it's the Word of God. Now, I don't know about you, but I often think, man, the Lord just said it way back then. Look how long it took to, to happen. And I get so impatient. <laughs> A year? That's forever. You know, when you first start driving, you, you know, you're going through driver's training and And, you know, well, you got to wait six months after you get your beginners. And, you know, when you're six months, man, I'll be an old person by then. You have kids, nursing, feeding, going through all the stuff. Then they go through this, this stage where everything's why, how come, questions, questions, questions. And then, you know, in our minds, and come on, parent, in our minds, man, one of these days, I'll be glad they grow up. <laughs> Careful what you say. We used to spend all of our weekends in some kind of sporting event, you know, Friday nights. And I thought, man, one of these days, man, we're going to be all right. Now we're sitting in recliners looking at each other again. Who's going to go to sleep first? It goes fast. Doesn't he said, This is that that was prophesied. He said, It's here, it's now. Come on, I'm speaking to some folks today, it's here right now. And I say, Pour it out, Lord, pour it out, Lord, Lord, send it, Lord. All we've got to do is learn how to overcome ourselves and let the Spirit of God speak to us. Come on, this ain't something you got to come to an altar and beg for, it's a gift from God. He said it a long time ago, long before you and I was even born. He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Sad fact is, some of our kids get it before we do. Maybe we need to learn to be a little more impressionable. Because we're taught most of our life to control this. And when the Spirit of God comes on us, 
We've got to learn to let it go. Because it comes through the tongues. Verse 21. It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved means delivered. I always want to emphasize that today because we're living in a, in a time when a lot of people, when they hear the word saved, it means they're heaven bound. Saved means you've been delivered from something. And in this case, it means you've been delivered. The first thing you've been delivered when you believe, you've been delivered from unbelief. You've got to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. Because from the very beginning, I want you to get this. From the very beginning, the church, the Spirit of the Lord, amen, when it began to move and begin to establish, it emphasized the name of the Lord as what? As imperative to the work of salvation. Imperative just simply means uh, of vital importance, crucial, giving an authoritative command, an essential or urgent thing, a factor or influence making something necessary. It's necessary, amen, to repent. It's necessary to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything was done in the name of the Lord. That's why the scripture tells us, uh, amen, everything we do, do Do it all in our work and in our deed. Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say everything. Put up Acts 22 and 16. Because it's important. It's imperative. That's how important it is. Baptism in Jesus' name, in the name of the Lord. Throughout the book of Acts, is marked by confession. You've got to confess the Lord Jesus Christ. Why tarry? You see, the Apostle Paul was talking about his conversion. And he was sharing how, amen, it took place with him. And the high priest, the minister... The man of God spoke to him and let him know after he heard and the scales fell off his eyes. And amen, after God revealed himself, the man of God says, arise, arise now. Why tarest thou? Arise, be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. You see, in conversion, it took, uh, amen, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, calling on the name of the Lord. Uh, Amen. It was important in the Apostle Paul's life, and he shared his conversion about how it took place, uh, how that God knocked him down, uh, how that he was against the church at one time, uh, amen, dragging people out to their deaths, uh, amen, trying to do everything he can because he thought he was doing the right thing. Excuse me. Confession of the name of Jesus Christ, the name of the Lord Jesus. And I can give you a scripture. Of course, I read Acts 2.38, Acts 8 and 12, Acts 8 and 16, Acts 8, 19 and 5, Acts 8, 10 and 48, Acts 22 and 16. All in the name of the Lord Jesus. In fact, I've been t- telling some folks, I just told someone not, not too long ago, throw your Bible away. Look into the encyclopedias and you'll find out never, ever, ever was anybody ever baptized in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Never in the church history. It's Catholicism that introduced that. But all the encyclopedias will tell you that in the church age when it began, they all baptized in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why serving a man-made doctrine, we've got to be careful. Because sometimes it may sound good or it may look good. Ask the Apostle Peter. Ask the Apostle Paul. God let them go. Th- Listen, look, 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 look at me. God let them go through a series of events. And, I, you know, for time's sake, God let them go through a series of events to prove who they were in him. You, you, we know Peter denied the Lord three times progressively got worse because the Lord told him, said, listen, because, oh, I love you. No, I'm going to show you. It's easy to say. Come on, it's easy to say I love the Lord. 
It's easy to say, I want to serve the Lord. But what's hard is, uh, amen, taking that step of faith and say, Lord, I'm here. I'm yours. Use me. Come on. I w- it's here, Lord. I want to be filled by your spirit. Come on, when we come together, it's not just to have some songs and some worship and to leave this place, uh, trying to leave this place feeling good about ourselves. That's not what it's about. Amen. When we come together, we've got to get our mind focused on the lost. Amen. When we're out there in the world, amen, we need to invite folks to church. We need to let them know. We need to show our families that we're for real, that the Lord is really soon to come. There's no time to mess around. Oh, we all got busy lives. We all got things going on. And it occupies most of our time. But we've got to make sure that we're showing people we are serious about the Lord's coming. He's soon to come. He's getting this world ready. People in the world are seeing there's something. They may not be able to explain, but there's something going on. That's why people are running to prophecy. That's why people are looking at end day, last day stuff. That's why amen, people are getting hungry for that kind of thing. Because there's something in the atmosphere. It takes just, simply takes confession on your part. I believe you, Jesus. I believe you died for me. I believe you want to give me your spirit. It's a gift. It's a gift. Paul was instructed by Ananias, the man of God, the preacher, the priest. After Paul received the Holy Ghost, listen, after Paul received the Spirit of God, the ultimate, the ultimate, he was instructed by the man of God. You need to be baptized, calling on the name of the Lord Jesus. What, what, what do you mean, preacher? I mean, I don't care what kind of experience you've got. You've got to be baptized. The Apostle Paul, Acts 19, after his conversion, after him experiencing, what does he do? He come across certain disciples. Acts 19, read it. First thing he does, what does he say? He calls them disciples. They were on the road to Damascus. He said, hey, hey. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Now, you got to understand. you got to frame this because this was many years after the Holy Ghost had failed, after Pentecost. Some say 19, some say 20. Paul just assumed that they knew about it. They were disciples. They were learners. There was something how they carried themselves to let him know. And he says, have you received the Holy Ghost? He's excited. Have you received the Holy Ghost, Brother Steve, since you believe? And when they say, we don't even know about it. Oh, it knocked him back on his feet. We don't know about no Holy Ghost. What are you talking about? Well, his next question, then how were you baptized? Oh, in Jesus. No, No, we were baptized under John. The other side of the cross, John's baptism. And Paul began to witness to them, laid hands on them. They received the Holy Ghost. Why? Because they was hungry. They confessed. They wanted it. It was, look, you hear me? It was there. It's here. I want it now. I don't want to wait. Lord, it's what we've been looking for. And he took them and rebaptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, let me tell you something. Jesus is not playing games. Come on, look at his life. Look at his life. This Bible, don't, 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 don't just get caught up in the worldly ways of thinking about the Word of God. Well, it's just another book. It's just, no, it's the Word of God. Look what He did for you, for me. It's here. I want it. I want to keep it. I don't want the world to steal anything from me that God has given me. Come on, there's nothing out there that enticing to draw me away from what God has given me. Come on. That's the attitude. 
we've got to have. Come on, would you bow your head, close your eyes, all over this place, please. We quote Acts 2.38 all the time because they heard from the Apostle Peter and they asked, what do we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. What's the purpose? For the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of of the Holy Ghost. This promise is unto you, to the next generation, your children, and to the next generation, to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. But he says something interesting. Come on, lay your hand on your heart right now. It's here. Do you want it? Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Oh, oh, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, friend. It's here right now. It's here right now. This is that that was prophesied by the prophet. This is that. Come on. We still have the same message from the day of Pentecost. All you've got to do is repent. All you've got to do is fall at an altar. What is an altar, preacher? An altar is just a place where you come and you lay your sacrifice down. Say, Lord, here it is. Forgive me of my sins. Rise up and go to a watery grave in the act in faith, believing that Jesus died for you. And when you're buried in that watery grave, the name of Jesus is applied to your life. It washes away those sins. When you come up, you're just like a brand new creature. All things are passed away. All things become new. And just like a child, that born-again experience, we learn to walk and talk and maneuver as the Spirit leads us, as the Word of God guides us. Come on, lay your hand on your heart, friend. Come on, lay your hand. It's here. It's here right now, right now. Do you want it? Come on, church. Lay your hand on your heart. What you've got. Do you want to keep it? I want to keep it. Come on, we've let the elements of the world, we've let things get in the way. When's the last time you've got a good blessing? When's the last time you felt the Holy Ghost so strong that it moved you? Come on, it's here. It's here, and I want it. This altar's open. Come on, all we got to do is just confess. Lord... I do believe there's greater things. I do believe there's more opportunity. I do believe there's power in the Holy Ghost to guide me through what I'm going through, to help me in my times of uncertainty. Come on, let the gossipers gossip. Let people say what they want to say. Let the world do what it does. Come on, let the politicians keep on doing what they're doing. Amen. But you've got to learn to trust God right now. It's here now. This is that. He's coming again. He's coming again. He's coming for a people that's prepared, made themselves ready. You see, when we repent, when we confess our sins,